the local word on sport. Out of bounds. Triple M. And we don't have any football going on in the Southwest Football League this weekend, Mr. Crane. No, we don't. <laughs> no, no. Oh, it's, it's, it's a strange start to the year. It is. Because we had Easter. Hopefully got, it'll settle down you know, when the, we actually get going again. Yeah, you've got Groove in the Moo going on this weekend, so there's but, no football. Having said that, it gives us the chance for a little bit of breathing space, but also gives us a chance to just move away from just your, your league footy. Because I really wanted to get this particular person on and talk about the Optus Women's Comp, which is going on at the moment, which is going from strength to strength. And this lady, I mean, how good was her 2018, eh? No better person to talk to when you're a resume of Bunbury captain, Nola Marino medalist and mm. landmark captain. Mm. She's pretty much done a lot in a very short period. Mm. And we have Carly Allen on the phone. Hello, Carly. Hello, how are you going? Going wonderfully. Hey, Carly, before we get underway, uh, Craney is very good and knowledgeable with um, nicknames. Have you got a nickname inside the club? Oh, look, I don't really. I get called a plethora of things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> usually mum or all the younger girls because I'm the oldest one in the team. Oh, right, okay. Um, mum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, okay. Nothing special. Okay, Mum. Well, in that case, um, talk to us about the opening of the season so far. As I said, it's been a little bit stop start, but geez, I tell you what, we were watching a bit of uh, your team playing out at Glen Hill and Reserve last week. Uh, that team's got some talent going on at the moment. Yeah, it's good to get back into it. Mm. So, yeah, we're getting there. Well, you, have, you must have been really happy with how the, the team played last week against the Eaton Boomers. Obviously, they're a side that's trying to build up numbers and, and, and um, sort of get the same sort of structures like we're seeing from your team, like we're seeing from South Bunbury, like we're seeing from the Harvey Bulls. But you must have been so happy how that team went out there last week and played. Sure was. We had to redeem ourselves after round one and a three-week break. So, um, yeah, so we regathered our team and, yeah, trained hard over the break and come back with a with a good win. Now, just a bit on yourself. I know you played a lot of netball. Yes. Um, how did you get involved in AFL footy? I played I played at school, and then there wasn't really any opportunity. We were sort of the first. Um, they reintroduced women's footy uh, when I was in school back in, gosh, 99, 2000, and we had a bit of a dabble at then. Then there wasn't really any opportunity from there, so... I just continued playing other sports and then played AFL 9 um, in a mixed comp and then thought, no, I've got to keep doing this. This is too good. Mm. So, um, And that was the first year and thought I'd go have a run with the doggies. And how long did it take you to sort of get the feel for the game in regards to running patterns? Um, look, it depends on who you are and if you've played. Some of the girls have played no sport at all. Some of the girls have played other sports. Uh, basketballers, netballers, soccer players pick it up pretty quickly. Um, uh, but, yeah, it sort of varies depending on who you are and what you've done, I guess. Now, you must be pleased with the way the standard of the women's game has... It's improved rapidly rapidly over a short period of time. It's a bit more exciting to watch now, which is good. It's less painful to watch and it's just <laughs> getting better and better. Um, which is, yeah, it's really good to see. On I guess at all levels, even the AFLW is much um, exciting to watch and the skills just noticeably improve each year as it goes on. So, And what about the numbers at the Bunbury Footy Club? Are there plenty of ladies who want to play? Yeah, lots and lots. Too many each week. So it's, I think hopefully at some stage you'll be able to introduce a second, um, a, a, I guess a second team or more like a resi sort of style comp or something like that we can... 
I guess so the players aren't missing out because I think um, a lot of, well, quite a few of the teams are growing bigger and bigger and they're in the same boat where girls are actually missing out each week but desperate to play. So hopefully it gets that way and doesn't, yeah, go backwards. Well, that'd be the ideal situation. You don't want anyone sitting out of a game, do you? Yeah, not when they really want to play and they really want to learn. Um, you want to encourage that and not, yeah, not, um, not let them have a go. Now, just on a personal one, do you find you get a bit more attention on the field now oh. you're a Nola Marino medalist? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I try and hide as best I can, but um, <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, they. Yeah, I guess when when even if you're just captain and you you try and maintain that visibility across the teams and um, and communicate with the other teams, I guess they they know who you are and they if you're left alone, you quickly get sorted out. How does how does that go on the field? Because obviously we, we you know we watched a lot of men's football and there's always a lot of niggle and a lot of you know you know people getting targeted and things like that. I feel like it doesn't happen in the women's game right now. Might do in say five ten what? years time, but I, I feel like you're about to tell me that that's not entirely the case. Yeah, that's not entirely true. <laughs> okay. It is pretty tough, and there's yeah, there's there's some tougher teams than others mm. in, in that in that respect, but. It's yeah. It certainly can get a bit rough, and you can. Some players are targeted, and maybe in, maybe in a yeah unfair light. But it's all good. Um, we get on with most most of the girls after the game. Mm. Some of us get a bit heated on the field, but it's good. It's good in the in the name of the game as long as we well, keep the lid on it. <laughs> I have to beg to differ, Dan. I seen no, the girls get a bit. No, no. Carried away in the goal square the other day, oh, and they point. were okay. Yeah, they I'll, were they were very um, yes, cranky with each other. That's a good point. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. Um, Kasara Hill, can I ask about her because yeah. uh, she had an exceptional year last year, and again she's playing some very good football. Just talk to us about the you know her abilities and and what she's bringing to the club because she's fantastic. She's a superstar, and she is also playing um, for the Peel. She's in mm. the Peel League side this year as well, so not playing with us full time. But for her age, to be to win leading goal kicker last year, and she's still in high school, is yeah phenomenal. Really, her speed. She also won the fastest sprint yes. last year and this year already. Um, so she yeah. Is one to watch, that's for sure. Now, Carly, this is um, the fixturing. I've got to bring this up. Both oh. the men's and women's competition the scenes have been a bit of a contentious issue. Yes. Bunbury played their, the women played their first game on the 6th of April. Yes. Then they had to yep. wait three weeks till the 5th of May. Yes. And then you have another bye. How hard is that to keep your group up and about and focused mm. when you're going to training week in, week out, but not actually be able to strut your stuff? Yeah, I... I... I mean, it's an improvement on the first. The first year we had a seven-week break in the middle of the season, so exactly. it's an improvement yeah. from the first year because we only had sixteen this year. We and last year we had eight, but we've gone backwards by a game this this year. So it's hard to maintain the like girls and yeah, their momentum with training, the momentum with games. We had a lot of girls not play the first game, being a Saturday, um, they were unable to make it. So they their delay to the season was pretty significant. So I guess that's why I was so fired up for last weekend. Yeah. A lot of them hadn't, hadn't played. But it's really hard to gain momentum and um, 
routine, yeah. I suppose the only way that's going to get fixed is once, you know, if we can get Donnybrook to have, you know, all 10 sides all of a sudden have women's sides in there or maybe Bunbury Field a second side to cover that. I'm not too sure. Maybe that's yeah. the way to go around it. But, you know, it's only going to get fixed like that. Unfortunately, you're going to have those yeah. sort of things. But having said that, you also had Easter. You also have Groove in the Moo this weekend. Oh, so. there's a lot going on. That's and also, right. I think I'm right in saying you guys actually don't have a full fixture. There's like one round where you guys actually yeah. have the week off where you have your sort of, um, inverted commas, landmark competition the week before the main competition. And then you guys don't actually play that weekend of landmark while the boys are off. Yeah, so we've got a... And that's the reason for our extra buy um, because this year, because the landmark is during a normal round. So um, we've got an extra buy. So, yeah. Um, And it's... it's I guess the league are aware of that and they're going to look at that again next year. Um... I believe, which is good because we're screaming out to say we want to play more and mm. more. So that's my perception of the other teams as well, but and the playing group. But um, yeah, so hopefully we it continues to grow. I guess if they introduce two more teams, we might be begging for more guys. True. I believe Danny Book are well on their way. Now, can I jump forward a couple of weeks? You've got Bustleton heading up while yes. we got you on the line. They're three from three. Uh, that'll be a great challenge for the Bunbury girls. And it was last year against them, and I know they've been training hard since the end of the season, so and have improved significantly. So, yeah, it'll be a good, good challenge um, next game, that's for sure. Well, that game is going to be a fantastic match, as you said, Craney. Um, really looking forward to that. That is going to be at Payne Park, one ten start for that Optus women's game on Sunday next week. Um, but uh, whatever you do, make sure you go out, go support the Optus women's comp because um, there is some really good skills on display and it is improving every single week as we're talking about. And one of those that is out there that is killing it every single weekend is Carly Allen. And it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. We wish you the best of luck throughout the season. No problems. Thanks for chatting. Out of Bounds, Triple M. To this amazing individual who is about to play her 200th state basketball league game. Big effort. Uh, it is a massive effort, and she is the captain of the Prince Inc. Southwest Slammers women's side. Courtney Bayless is with us right now. Courtney, hello. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Are you prepared for uh, the big game on Saturday night? Yeah, proud as you can be, I guess. (laughs) Good. Um, We'll talk about the game coming up very, very soon, but 200 games, it is an exceptional performance. And I know you were probably sort of umming and ahhing about whether you play this season or not. Um, What crystallised it for you to go, okay, I'm going to play this year? Yeah, it was was up in the air whether or not I was going to come back for another round. But I guess um, when Nathan signed on as coach and then he said that he was... Kate signed back and then he had got Bianca and I was like, oh, okay, might as well give it one more crack and go one more round and see how I feel at the end of this season and then judge it again. But yeah, so I'm, I'm obviously glad that I've gone another round. I've reached this milestone. We've had a good season so far and only promising for the second half of the season. So it is a, it was a good, it is and was a good decision that I stayed. I was going to say, it was part of that decision because you actually feel like um, something's building because from the outside looking in, it looks like you're building a very good unit. Yeah, it's been one of the best starts we've had in the last few years um, for the girls' side especially. And I know we've lost the last three games, but it's not like we've been playing terrible mm. basketball. We've been playing really good basketball. It's just stringing together consistency for us and I think we're really looking forward to the second half of the season and knowing that we have a legitimate chance of making finals 
and um and it's all left in our hands really and so yeah so it's a good it's a good feeling going to the second and the, the last half of the season and seeing what is to come Always fun watching you go out there and play, um, especially when all of a sudden you've got your eye in from three-point land because it just it looks just so fluent. Um, you know, growing up, were you always wanting to be that sort of three-point shooter? Yeah, I guess, um, like, in my early years of the SBL, like, at Lakeside and whatnot, I was just more of a, like, a role player and obviously I could shoot the ball and just did my part and... And whatnot, and then going away to college really, especially my last two years, really solidified myself as a, I guess, primary scorer and using that as, I guess, my my main focus as the three as well. Um, but yeah, coming back when I first came back to Slammers and having that role of, you know, having to score and your our go to option to score, really, I guess, found more confidence in myself to know what my abilities are. So, yeah, I do, I guess, live and die by the three. But um, I feel like it's when it's on, it's good. <laughs> Obviously, when it's not, then it's another question. But nah, nah. It's always fun watching you hit threes. It's very, very enjoyable. Don't worry about that. Now, just between us three, Courtney. Okay, righto. Uh, 200 games, a lot of basketball. Have you ever had an annoying teammate, a really annoying teammate that you've thought, jeez, you are a pest? This will be fun. Um, I guess I... Um, I have one at the moment that's quite old, and she's like just dragging the um the heels at the moment now. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <about> Kate. <laughs> I'm just messing with Kate. Um, oh, I wasn't prepared nah. for that. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I just no, nah, not really. Like I feel like I'm a pretty outgoing and person that gets along with most people. So nothing really too bad. I mean, obviously you get the odd teammate that doesn't work hard enough in training, and you have to run for them or something like that, which is also, is always a pain in the butt. But other than that, it's, I guess I've been pretty lucky. Like I haven't had that teammate that, or that person that just, I can't stand to be playing with. But I, yeah, so I guess I count myself lucky in that aspect. Um, I had obviously a good, a good experience at Lakeside for my six, seven years of SBO. And then off to college, I had my good four years. And I, I guess, yeah, just got lucky. Now, are you a vocal leader on the field? Are you um, out there and just um, growl at people, or are you more encouraging? Um, I guess I'm a bit of both. I can be, depending on the, the moment. And obviously, um, I, you obviously know your teammates and know what, obviously, certain people can handle certain types of criticism or or the way you talk or what, whatever it may be. So knowing, as a captain, I guess, knowing which teammate handles what better, like some may get fired up with me yelling at them or get some may not and some might need some more positive criticism then. But I guess it's a bit of both and the circumstance. If we need a good rev up at the time then I'll get into the girls. If we need just if we need confidence to keep on going then that's what I'll do as well. And I guess myself and Kate I think bounce back very very well on the court together and, and off the court together and I think that's what May has made his last two years very um positive and, and moving forward in a positive direction is that we both can feed of each other and take my son to say something one in one huddle I may say something in the, in the next and it's just really um, I think very positive to see two different sides of leadership for the girls as well so I think that's as yeah been good. Reading people's one of the major assets of being a coach yeah. is that a long time goal for you when you finished your career will you be 
become a Slammers coach? Oh, hello. <laughs> um, no pressure. Well, speaking of that, like I guess when I finished my four years of college, I ended up staying an extra year and being an assistant coach over there. And I guess it's um, obviously you're on the other side of it as a college athlete and you're putting in all the hard work and you're like, oh, this is like excruciating and whatever the case may be, but it's very different coming from the other side and seeing how much hard work to actually put in for the, from the coach's aspect. And that was probably one of the most enjoyable years that I had, I guess, over there, um, coaching and coaching the girls to a conference championship and being number one in the country for NAIA. And um, so that was very rewarding. And um, yes, I guess it did solidify that I did want to possibly in the future. Um, I was hoping, I guess, when I was over there to stay long-term and coach over there, but then the opportunity got brought up to come home and play for Slammers. So um, I don't know if it's on the cards in the far future, but possibly. Well, Nathan Grover's ears just pricked up just then. So uh, <laughs> just uh, to let you know, of course, uh, Kate Fielding's uh, sort of assistant coach as well as being on the court too for the Slammers, and uh, she's uh, doing exceptionally well with that too. Um, Mac Dyer, uh, you sort of mentioned role players before, and I feel like at, uh, when she was playing at the uh, Perth Redbacks, she was sort of a bit of a, a role player coming off the bench a little bit. She's come to the Slammers, and she has been dynamite. I mean, the game against Perth Redbacks last week, she scored 27 points, 9 assists. The week before, she was bringing up some big numbers as well. She's really excelled under Nathan and inside the Slammers uh, outfit so far. Yeah, like I, um, I was saying to someone else, earlier in the week um i guess she had she's coming in with no restrictions and she can just play freely and she can do what she does best and she's uh, more of a floor general this year and she is our main go one of our main go-to players and we rely on her and trust her and her instincts and uh, she's been um providing for us in all aspects of the floor like you said obviously assists and steals and and where I rebounds or whatever the case may be. But she's also putting the points on the board. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so we love having her. She's been a great pickup that Nathan's got, and I think she has is a lot to thank for majority of our success as well. Now, I mentioned last week that uh, the Perth Redbacks are a side I hate, Alan Crane. Yeah, you weren't um, very impressed with them. Uh, dis- disappointed that we didn't get the wins against either of them. Got very close, obviously, the women's side. But we're coming out against another side I don't like, and that's because it's my old stomping ground, the Warwick Senators, as they're now known as. Uh, how we get past them? Because they've been in very good form this season so far. They have been in very good form. And then they just got, I think, Sammy Roscoe back from... She was playing over in... England, maybe I'm not mm. sure, but so they just brought her in, and um, they are a very deep team. They have a very good lineup. I guess our goal would be hopefully stopping them in transition, and then bringing it back to a half court game. And hopefully that, I mean, if we rely on it, our defense has been relatively, when it's good, it's good, and when we play good defense, it flows into really good offense. So we really hope that we can lock down on their key players, and <clears throat> if we stop them, and we have to try and make their bench players or their other role players beat us, and that's what we're going to do. And I think that's the key to winning this week. And then, obviously, if we if we can hit shots and if we can play our style of um, basketball, we can give any team a run for the money, which is exciting. So, Courtney, putting your coach's hat on already, <laughs> how much do you change your or how much homework do you do on your opposition players and how much stoppage do you do or is just straight we're going to play our game and let them run or do you put a fair bit of work into the opposition week in, week out? No, every week Nathan provides a scout for us for, um, for every team and so we obviously like 
coaches and our practice will work on our stuff and we'll focus on what we need to do better or what we didn't do so well in the previous week. And then Thursday, um, we'll look at that again and then we'll also look at how we're going to stop um, the, yeah, the other team. So whether that's figuring out how to defend the on-balls or key players or whatever the case may be. And then, and then yeah, we'll go through the scout. Nathan Gibson's an in-depth scout. And then he obviously we have film on ourselves to watch and the film, the film on the other teams to watch. So um, it's pretty in-depth uh, to an extent. And, yeah, I think it becomes very handy, especially in tough situations when mm. um, if you comes crunch time, you know what player's going to do what, or hopefully, or what player they're going to run. So, yeah, it does come in handy at times. My advice to any fans of the Southwest Slammers, of basketball in general in Southwest region, is to get to the Eaton Rec Centre early, get there for the 6pm start, go and watch the women play and cheer on Courtney in her 200th game because she's been an absolute star of this side for the last uh, few seasons and it's always fun to watch you go out there and play. And as a fan of the Slammers and someone who volunteers a lot of uh, time there, I really do love seeing you out there playing the game and playing just... uh, an amazing brand of basketball. So congratulations on getting to 200 games. Um, Slam is playing tomorrow night, 6 p.m. at the Eaton Rec Centre. The men after that at 8 p.m. Uh, Courtney, thank you very much for joining us on the show and we wish you the best of luck in your 200th. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to seeing you courtside. Out of Bounds, Triple M. But we're going to talk about one of the clubs that has had a cracking start to the lower Southwest Football League right now. Yes, mate, and this bloke's going to be... He would have been... Exceptionally happy with the start they've mm. had. It's Razor. Razor. <laughs> Ray Masters. Hello, Ray how Masters, you going? coach of the Bridgetown Football Club. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. How are we going, guys? Thanks Go- for having you on the show. No, thank you for taking the phone call. You must be ecstatic with the way the season started. Two and zip start and a uh, couple of big wins in there already. Yeah, um, well, obviously we're trying not to get too carried no. away. Um, there was a uh, team who definitely had quite a few out, and I think Southerners had a couple of key players out as well, but Certainly, it's a positive start um, by the side, yeah. Just on that, uh, Ray, uh, you mentioned about your young side. How do you, your experienced coach, how do you keep the players to keep a lid on a start like you've had? Well, I guess guess that's hard to say. You know, we're in a situation now where, you know, we've, we've won our first two games, but I think the guys know not to get carried away with what they've done. They've played finals in the last couple of years without a lot of success, so I think there's a fairly hungry group there. Now, you had a bit of a late start of the season compared to the other clubs. Did you find that frustrated the group or made them even hungrier once you got going? Yeah, it was a hard one. Certainly when we first looked at it, it didn't seem to be ideal, but our training's been really, really good and we've had good numbers at training. Uh, we had a scratch match against Donnybrook and we've done a lot of game-style drills at training, so as it turned out, it was probably... Worked out well for us. Now, last week, all but one of your league side were one point. Is that is that a case of a lot of local lads coming back to the town, or is it just uh, kids from up underneath are moving up into league footy? Yeah, well, well, a bit of both. Uh, as well, we've got we have got three or four travelling guys like the the Jupp brothers and mm. Rodney Jetta, but because they've been at the club for several years, they go down in points, and so they've become one pointers for the club. So. I guess that's a reward for their loyalty to the club. I mentioned big wins so far, obviously, to start with. It's obviously the forward line doing well, but that midfield must be working a treat so far. 
Yes, it's been very good. Obviously, getting Brett Wilson back was uh, was a big fillet for us. Although we we did lose Jack Brigland, who was last year's Taipei medal winner, uh, but but Brett helped alleviate that problem. And Hugh Mitchell coming back, and Aaron Dow, um, who's also come down with Rock Walsh, has been um, really handy in the midfield for us. Did um, Bignall move to Perth? Did he? Uh, no, I'm not sure. I think it was more of study that he, he got study and didn't really have the time to commit to all the travel, I think, was the story. Yeah. Now, mate, you kicked 15-25, 40 scoring shots against <laughs> Dean Mill, 20 goals, 10 against Southerners. Surely, did that surprise the coaching staff? I know you expect to win, but that's a lot of the football. Yeah. Yes. Certainly in the first week, we, we did have a lot of the ball, but it was a lot of haphazard entries. But last week against Southerners, we came to be a lot more smooth with our entries into the forward line. And I guess the guys might have, after the first game, being a bit nervous in front of goal, straightened that out a bit. On this Friday afternoon, you're on Out of Bounds with Daniel Leach here, Alan Crane over there here at Triple M. And at the moment, we have got Razor, Ray Masters, who's the coach of the Bridgetown Football Club, who are doing very well in the Lower Southwest Football League. Hey, Ray, um, obviously the club itself, uh, not just in terms of on the field, but off the field, looks like there's a lot of positives coming through at the moment right now. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Um, Before I moved to Bridgetown, probably in the last... (laughs) Sort of over the last 10 to 15 years, I've had a couple of talks with the club, but it's, the stars have never aligned. But uh, last year, um, an old friend of mine, Steve Holdsworth and Rick Evans, who are the president and vice president, uh, we had a few talks and everything seemed to work out. So it's been a good partnership. And there's a lot of different parts to having a successful club, isn't mm-hmm. there, Ray? You can have success on the field, but you yeah. also need that success in the club rooms. Oh, absolutely. And and the work those two guys in particular and, and a lot of other volunteers do around the club's outstanding. And as we all know, country footy clubs wouldn't survive without people like that. Now, you know, terrific wins to start with. What, uh, what are the couple areas that you thought um, really impressed you in the first couple of games? Uh, probably our defence. I think we only gave up four goals in... Uh, first round against Dame Mill and six last week against Southerners. So our defence has been really solid. And I guess if you're keeping teams to four and six goals, you expect to kick a, um, a score to beat that. Now, mate, you're up against Goose's men <laughs> on the weekend, the Cajun Up Cougars. They are coming off a mighty win. Um, they won't be taking... You wouldn't be taking them lightly? Oh, absolutely not. No, no, I've... Got a healthy respect for Cajun up, and I, I know they've been improving every game they've played, so they'll, they'll be dangerous. And I saw them a couple of weeks ago play against Tigers and kick the first four or five goals of the game and had Tigers in a lot of trouble early. Hey, I'm just interested what you would have said to um, the team sort of leading into this season. As you said, they've made the finals the last couple of years, and I dare say a lot of them are very hungry for a premiership. What what was the word that you sort of gave to them before the season got underway? Yeah, probably we didn't talk finals or, or premierships or anything like that. It was more about just trying to, to gel the club. Um, most of the boys didn't know me well. I didn't know them well, and so it was sort of a fresh start for all of us. And I think through the pre-season, we just found we had a common goal, and I guess that's to win football games, but it, it just seemed to gel for us.
Oh, and it's gelling right now. Don't worry about that because, like I said, you're off to a sensational start. Two wins from two matches to kickstart the year, and you've got a uh, a very good contest coming up this weekend. It's happening uh, Saturday afternoon, 2.15 start. Uh, Bridgetown taking on Cogent up at the Bridgetown Footy Club. Hey, Ray, an absolute delight to have you on the show. Thank you very much for taking the phone call and uh, wish you the best of luck for not just this weekend but for the entire season. Yeah, great. Thanks a lot, guys. Good on your bike. The local word on sport. Out of bounds. Triple M. Ray Masters, of course, the coach of Bridgetown. His side is up against Cogent Up, and we'll chat about that game and the other two games going on this weekend with the great man, Nigel Reeve, who joins us once again. Nigel, hello. How are we, boys? Wonderful Good afternoon, mate. Um, how, quickly, last weekend, um, as I said, uh, your team didn't have to worry about losing. Um, that was really harsh. That was, mate. Last yes. week's show, wasn't it? But, yes, absolutely. You know, it doesn't matter. But did you get out to uh, any of the games last weekend, have a bit of a look-see? Uh, no, I didn't, boys. Oh, but um, no. look, I was—I mean, I wasn't surprised with the results. I was just surprised with the margins. Mm. Uh, you know, as we talked about it last week, uh, you know, fantastic round of fixtures, and the margins just blew out. And uh, yeah, some teams there putting their name for us for some September action for sure. Good to see he's taking this role seriously. But anyway, that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. No, no. It's, um, <laughs> just quickly, uh, Tigers. He had a bit of washing to take off no, the line. Couldn't fair. get out of the no, footy. That's understandable. <laughs> I don't mind. Quickly, Tigers beat Imperials by 46. Bridgetown, an 89-point win over Southerners with Jalen Jupp kicking eight. Rodney Jetta kicked five. And Cogenut, we mentioned that they were going in favourites for the first time in a mighty long time. In a game they were up against Boy Brook and won that game quite comfortably with, comfortably with Mark Bevitz kicking five goals. So we go to this weekend. Let's start with uh, the team we were talking about just a short time ago, Bridgetown. Uh, they're two and zip to start the season. They take on Cogent up. Uh, I get the feeling Cogent up probably won't be going in favourites for this one. No, I wouldn't think so. I mean, Bridgetown has showed some really good form early in the season and probably got the most potent forward line in Jetta and, and Jupp. And, uh, and on their day, they can do what they did last week. Mm. So I would think Bridgetown are going strong favourites in this game. Obviously, Cogent up are building nicely and on their way backs. But uh, I'll be uh, favouring Bridgetown for this one. If you're coaching up, though, and the, the coach out there, you'd, you'd be looking forward to this challenge because, yeah. obviously, Bridgetown's the form side. You're coming off a, a very big victory against Boyard Brook, so you'd be throwing out to challenge to the boys to have a crack at it, but I think Bridgetown are just mm. on fire. 70 yeah, score. Sure. You go, mate. You're yeah, up. Sorry, guys. So just for sure. I mean, uh, coaching up kept Boyard uh, goalless for three quarters, so... Obviously, their defence is on top. Boyup are obviously a bit off their game. But if they can show that sort of form, you just never know. But uh, Bridgetown have just got a, a very uh, long list of uh, A-grade players as far as quality goes, tier one. And uh, yeah, I'd say they'd be favourites for sure. Bridgetown with 70 scoring shots in the first two weeks That's for their huge. season. So very, very good. The other Saturday game, Dean Mill taking on Southerners. OK, how are your boys going to get over Southerners? Uh, apparently they've been training really well. I've uh, got the word back from my young bloke who does play in the league side. Yes. So, uh, look, this is a big game uh, for both clubs, really. And, and the next round of fixtures, the next couple of weeks, so going into the long weekend bye, it could really open up the ladder. So there's some really big games coming up, and this is one of them. So, look, I'm going to pick Dean Mill, you know that. But, yes. uh, look, I just I just think they need to rebound after what they... Uh, Played life against Bridgetown last week, so I'm expecting some improvement, and it uh, should be good enough at home, I hope. Both so, these sides are coming off a bit of a, yeah, a building, I was just they, about so. to say, Southerners coming off a very big uh, loss last week. If you're the coach of Southerners, how do you sort of address that? Well, you work out what went wrong last week. Okay, obviously, yeah, fine, you know, know. obviously to get beaten, but they were not only beaten, 15-5 to five at three-quarter time. Yeah. It's a, that's a huge deficit, mm. so obviously you need to be able to stop a side yeah. when it gets a bit of a roll-on. Mm. And... Um, 
Dean Mill haven't started the season all that flash. So, no. as Weaver was just saying, these points are very, very important. Indeed, just to stay in touch, uh, stay in touch with the top four in particular if you're Dean Mill. Um, the other game is on Sunday afternoon. Boyupbrook versus Imperials. Hasn't been, obviously, it's been a very stop start to the season for Imperials. They had a bye in week one. They won week two. They had a bye week three. They lost in week four. Um, so, for them, a bit of a stop start to, to, to the se- start to the season. I'm going back to an hour and a half ago when I couldn't speak. <laughs> Um, but uh, they come up against Boy Up Brook, and, and we talk about how the travel to Boy Up Brook is very tough. But they will go in as favourites in this one, Imperials. Oh, I'm sure they will, and, and uh, Boy Up would be disappointed with uh, their performance last week. But uh, look, I'll be favouring Imps for this one, and both teams. It's another game, you know. Early wins are, are important in a 14 round uh, season, so uh, both sides will be looking for the win. Especially Imperials, it gives them two wins out of three, and uh, you know they're looking to make the four and. Just on a footnote there, like the two grand finals from last year are mm. sort of are off the pace a little bit. So both games, Steenal Southerners and Imperials and Boyup are really crucial for those sides to make an impact, you know, in the next probably four to five weeks. Yeah, I'm just wondering, looking at last week's scores, whether Boyup Brook just had a dirty day and Cogen Up just had one of those days where everything went right. But um, as you say, they'd be looking to bounce back, um, bounce back heavily, but Imps... Yes, I would have thought Imperials will go into that as favourites, as I said. Tigers with the bye this weekend. Meanwhile, in Colts footy, Imperials have the bye uh, with the uh, other two matches going on uh, between, I think it's Bridgetown and... Actually, I'll get that back in in just a tick. I'll get the uh, official fixtures for the Colts, but I know that Imperials have the bye this weekend for the Colts in particular. You okay with that? Yep. Okay, good. 100%. Thank you. Good. Nigel Reeve, as always, (laughs) an absolute delight to have you on the show, and we look forward to catching up with you again next week, and hopefully you'll uh, watch a bit of footy this time around. (laughs) I'm sure I will, boys. All the best, and I'll talk to you next week. The local word on sport. Out of bounds. Triple M. This is something really fantastic that's been going on for a little while now. Absolutely. A gentleman came in my office the other day, and he was talking about his young fella playing uh, footy champs. And I thought, well, what's the program? He explained a bit about the program. I think it's absolutely magic. And the person who runs that program is Steve Kirby, and we have him on the line. So, g'day, Steve. How are you, Alan? Alan, oh, gee, that's formal. Oh, no, very formal. Well, there we go. <laughs> no, that's, that's, I don't know how I feel about you being called Alan these days, Craney. I, I looked around to see if the breakfast man was here. <laughs> hey, um, Steve, tell us how this yeah. all came about, because this is to do with um, people with any uh, disabilities or special needs uh, being involved in football. So how did it all come about? Well, um, it was probably going back about five years ago. Uh, there was a guy, Justin Campbell, he was um, working with the WA Footy Commission um, and he was trying to get footy champs up and running at um, uh, clubs in Perth and, and country clubs. Um, I was a president of the South Bunbury Juniors at that time and uh, he talked to me and I thought it was a pretty good idea to get um, uh, everybody involved in football and we, we went through with the program and we set up footy champs down here and it's been running since then. Now, Steve, what's Footy Champs all about? Who gets involved and uh, what's the process? Well, well, basically, it's it's kids who aren't in mainstream football who want to come and have a kick. Um, so we get them down there. We run through a few simple drills, um, kicking, a bit of handballing, uh, a bit of running around. Um, and that goes for probably about half an hour. And then we, we all team up and we have a game um, and... Um, you know, run around and kick a couple of goals after that. So uh, the kids quite enjoy it, and and it's um, it's good. 
Yeah, speaking with Damien, he's his young fella really looks forward, and he's yeah. been involved for quite some time, I believe, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his young fella Toby, he he's he was probably started when when we actually started, um, and um, and he's still he's still looking forward to it every year. And um, yeah, when I when I started off, I uh, get down there, and all the kids from last year are or keen and eager to have a kick and and a run around. And yeah, no, it's good good little group. What's the age groups? What sort of range are we looking at to join in the footy champs? Well, we didn't really have an age uh, group. We just wanted to, you know, young kids to get involved. Um, so, like, um, some of them started, you know, five years ago when they were probably seven and, and they're still having a, uh, a kick now and they're um, 12 and 13. Um, we've got some big kids and some little kids, but they all seem to interact pretty well and, and, and enjoy themselves. You're on Triple M around the southwest. This is Out of Bounds with myself, Daniel Leach, and Alan Crane over there. Steve Kirby is with us at the moment. He is involved in something that is quite wonderful called Footy Champs, which happens uh, later this afternoon at Hands Over. It happens every Friday across the football season. It's uh, it's for those with special needs and disabilities that are able to go out there and have a kick and have a bit of a, a go at playing football. And Steve, I'd imagine you would get an amazing kick out of watching these kids go out there, have a bit of fun, and... And to be honest, this is probably the big thing that they look forward to every single week. Yeah, they uh, they really do. Um, at the start of the season, you know, some of them uh, they have some of their skills dropping the ball onto their foot and and and, and taking a mark and, and doing a handball uh, come quite. Um, it doesn't come easy to mm. them. Uh, but as we go through and, and when we get to the end, um, you know, they're, they're actually being able to run and, and drop the ball onto their foot and kick it um, and mark and, and handball. Um, and you can see the improvement that they make and, and the enjoyment they get out of it. So obviously there's no tackling. What are the um, set rules or regulations for anybody that's interested in coming down? Well, it's... It's, um, I, I'm not too sure about the rules. It's more like you can, um, if if you're not, um, if if you can't play mainstream football, um, then we offer this this for for kids. Um, so uh, the oldest one we probably would have is probably about 13 or 14 now, um, and then we've got the youngest ones um, uh, probably about seven. Um, if uh, there's there's no tackling or anything. So if they're running the ball, if they get their hand to it, they get a, the kick. Um, when we're having a game, and then uh, the next the next one we do a handball. So we we're trying to mix it up and share the ball around so everyone gets a kick. So yeah, there's not really any any set rules. It just means come down, have a run. If you like it, keep on coming down. Mm. I mentioned before how you know a lot of, for a lot of these guys, uh, for a lot of the kids that come along, it's probably the the highlight of their week, and they get that social you know interaction as well with other people as well, which is sometimes something that might be hard to do during a week at say at school level. Yeah, well, um, some of the kids they actually go to school with, but some of them mm. they don't see, and 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 it's it's amazing how they still um, make a uh, they they get a, a friendship going with other people that they don't normally know. They play a game with them, and um, they they, uh, they they come quite um, good friends. So it's it's like any football. You you put people in a team and you play football. They're all friends, you know, and and that's the same for these kids as well. 
And just to stress, even though it's at hands, you don't have to be part of the South Bunbury That's Football, right, football yeah. Club. It's open to everybody who wants to come down. Mm-hmm. If they do want to get involved, Steve, what's the best way? Uh, come down on on the uh, the Friday, um, quarter to five. Uh, you'll see us setting up there. There's a lot of uh, Oz kick there, but you, you, you'll soon see us. Um, or you can give me a, a call on my number if you have any questions. Um, I can give you my number now. Yeah, go for uh, it. Why not? 0429-916-756. Um, give me a call. Work it out. And um, come down and have a go. What's those last three digits of that number again? Uh, 756. Yeah, it's, I got not, that. It's, all right. it's, it's not 156. No, no, you tried that during the week. That'll actually get you someone in Sydney. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> that number again is 0429-916-756. If you want to get involved in Footy Champs, it is a sensational setup. It really, really is. And I think, as I said, um, it just gives um, a lot of these kids just a bit of a smile on their dial, something to, to that's, uh, you know, something they can achieve during the week and I think that's probably the big thing that uh, we want to get across about something like this. Steve, congratulations on on what you've done with this uh, initiative over the last few years. It's great to see it continuing and uh, wish you the best of luck for uh, the rest of the season. Hopefully you get flooded with people to uh, go along and and have a try. Great. Thanks a lot. Yep. Um, Any kid wanting to come down, come down for sure. Out of Bounds Triple M 